Hello, my name is Vance Need, and welcome to another episode of the PS Plus, a Living Faith Bible Institute podcast that serves as a companion to another called The Postscript. Now, on that podcast, pastor and host Brandon Briscoe each week will speak with other pastors and professors from the Living Faith Bible Institute on a wide array of topics. And here on this podcast, the PS Plus, we'll take a look at some of those topics that are being discussed, and we'll dive in just a bit deeper. In episodes 79 and 81 of The Postscript, Pastor Brandon Briscoe is speaking with Pastor Greg Axe of Crest Bible Church about his new book, Revelation Made Simple. And we're going to take a look at some of those concepts today. So let's do this thing. So as we previously mentioned, Revelation Made Simple is the newest book by Pastor Greg Axe and published by Living Faith Books. And just like its namesake, it attempts to make Revelation simple. And in actuality, Revelation is not a hard book to understand, but it can be a hard book to believe. So this is a really phenomenal resource if maybe you've been intimidated by the book of Revelation or you just have an interest in the book of Revelation. Pastor Greg Axe is also the professor of eschatology at the Living Faith Bible Institute, so he is a trusted resource here in our Fellowship of Churches and our Bible Institute. Now, as it relates to some of the things we'll be talking about probably for the next couple of episodes, one of the things that we need to grasp early on in the book is the context of when the events are taking place, and that's really going to be our focus for today. Now, in order to best grasp this, there's a key verse in kind of the introduction of the book, and it's a, it's a blink and you'll miss it. It's actually part of a verse, but if we don't understand this, then Revelation is actually going to be a very different book as we continue to read it. And this is going to be in Revelation chapter 1, verse 10. And in that verse, it says this, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. That's simple. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Now, again, as we're reading this, it'd be very simple to gloss over it or to not understand it and then gloss over it. John was apparently in the spirit. So I don't know, man, he was feeling like like super spiritual that day, like not very fleshy and on the Lord's day on a Sunday. So that's how we could take it. And again, we could just read by that and continue on with the rest of the chapter, with the rest of the book. But the question is, is how do we know for sure what that means? And of course, the answer is we compare Scripture with Scripture. And this is a principle that we get from 1 Corinthians chapter 2. This is how the Bible tells you to interpret it, is by comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. And so here's one of the things that we want to notice when we compare spiritual things with spiritual things, and that is that Sunday is never mentioned as the Lord's Day. It just doesn't happen. Now, I know that we meet on Sunday. And so that kind of makes sense if maybe if we don't have our Bibles open and we're, and we're not looking at Scripture. I don't mean that as a pejorative, just descriptively. But Sunday is referred to as the first day of the week. That's how the Bible refers to Sunday as the first day of the week. Matthew chapter 28 verse 1 says this, In the beginning of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. So this is obviously the story of Jesus' resurrection and the other gospel accounts. Listen to what they have to say. 
Mark 16, 2, and very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came unto the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. Luke 24, 1, now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher. John 21, the first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early when it was yet dark unto the sepulcher. So we can see here very clearly that the first day of the week is Sunday. But is that what Revelation 1.10 is talking about? Is that the Lord's day? Well, let's, let's think about the context of Revelation. The book is about the revealing of Jesus Christ in all of his glory and is the book that gives the play-by-play for his second coming. The context of the book is the second coming of Jesus Christ. What other day, Lord's Day, in the Bible is about the second coming of Jesus Christ? I think if we compare Scripture with Scripture, we'll find that this is none other than the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord is all about the second coming of Christ. And this day is always associated with this. Isaiah 2.12, for the day of the Lord of hosts shall be upon everyone that is proud and lofty and upon everyone that is lifted up, and he shall be brought low. Joel one fifteen. alas for the day, for the day of the Lord is at hand, a destruction from the Almighty shall it come. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1, But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. So over and over in the Bible, we only see one Lord's day, one day that is the Lord's that he mentions over and over and over again, and that is none other than the day of the Lord. Now, here's the other important thing to remember about the day of the Lord, is that it is a future event in the first century when John is writing, and it is still a future event for us. Now, that may have some of your head scratching, but let's clarify it right now because John says that he was in the Spirit. Well, all believers are in the Spirit. We, we kind of had a kind of making fun of it earlier. It's, is this just that John was feeling particularly spiritual this day? Well, not according to Romans 8 9 where it says, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Galatians 5.25 says, If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Now, what's, what's incredibly interesting about this phrase, in the Spirit, particularly in the book of Revelation, is that every single time in the Spirit is mentioned, John moves. He moves locations. He's taken somewhere. Revelation 4.2, And immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. Revelation 17.3, So he carried me away in the Spirit into the wilderness. Revelation 21.10, And he carried me away in the Spirit to a great and high mountain. Now, what are we to make of this? Well, we know that the Lord's Day is a future day. And John says that he is in the Spirit, where consistently, as we compare Scripture with Scripture, we see that John is moved from one location to another location. What we're seeing here is that John is in the Spirit. He is moved from one location 
not just to another location, but to another time, another day, the day of the Lord, which at the time was future to him and future to us. But once he is moved into that future day of the Lord, it is his present. Now, some of you might be thinking, Van, are you saying that John, in the book of Revelation, traveled into the future? Bro, yes. So many yeses. And he didn't need a DeLorean with a flux capacitor. He didn't need a TARDIS. He didn't need the NCC 1701D following a, a Borg escape cube. Bro just needed the Spirit of God, and he was moved into the future. So now this is going to be key to understanding the rest of the Revelation, because now we know that what John is looking at is not just the events of 100 AD, 95 AD, when the book was written, but he's actually taken into the future. And what he's describing, again, are things future to him and yet future to us. So with that understanding, we'll continue looking at some other key elements of the book of Revelation with this perspective in mind next time. So as always, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the PS Plus. If any of this has piqued your interest, one, I'd encourage you to just go read the book of Revelation, man. Read it a whole bunch of times. Two, Greg Axe's book, Revelation Made Simple, is available at lffellowship.com and also on Amazon. So you can get it in whatever way is most convenient to you. And another reminder, Pastor Greg Axe also is a professor of eschatology in the Living Faith Bible Institute. And so there's a class on eschatology, particularly Daniel and Revelation, which will talk about this content as well. I hope that this was informative and helpful, and I hope to talk to you next time. Take care. Bye.